Hello and welcome to a podcast of things we did on the radio. Rush job this one because um, have it doing headliners on the telly and also some gigs and whatever. So this one, this show had to be absolutely churned out and written on the back of a, a small serviette, and then that was used to mop up stuff, which you can kind of feel if you hear, if you listen to the show. Um, so here's what we got up to on the radio earlier today, and look at the show we have for you today. Oh, well, we tried, but. It looks like it should be a good one, actually. Brutally, honestly, uh, we'll be discussing lying. Lying is in the news. And I don't mean like the pages that talk about politics. Although it's probably a fair bit there. Um, seagulls. I think it's time this show starts doing Seagull Watch. Because they are attacking humans. It's like a mini version of the birds. We'll find out more. Good news, you've got a small dog. Bad news if you ever use the toilet. So that's probably... Not the best way of distributing news, is it? But we'll find out more as we plough on through the show. Here's a news story which I find thoroughly depressing. Hardy folk can beat the cost of living crisis. Oh, we're doing cost of living crisis news. Quick, play Martin's jingle. It costs how much? Well, possibly less than you expect if you're after loo roll. Net Zero is flogging for £21.50 cloth toilet roll that can be used repeatedly. And you wash it between you. It doesn't just build up. That'd be disgraceful. But... And they reckon if you want to, you know, not waste some money literally flushing it down the toilet, you can use reusable toilet roll. I mean, when I first saw the story that just said if you want to save money, reuse your loo roll, I thought, have we come to that? I feel depressed when I have to get two cups out of a bag of tea, but two wipes out. But anyway... It's not the reusing the disposables. It's this stuff. I suppose it's a bit like nappies, where you can reuse them and wash them and stuff. The Eco Company says that it can be put through the washing machine and save you a mini fortune. Oh. What's the what's the thing that washing machines use there again? What's the what's the fluid that goes into washing machines that we do we have loads of water at the moment? Can we just check? Can someone look into that? We have loads of water during a drought. Is that what we're doing? Honestly, geniuses to the left of me and all that. So I was glancing through the news, as is my want, and it says that one in five of us think that we are expert liars. Ah, one in five think that we're good at lying. Me, I'm glad you asked, I don't think that I'm good at lying. But maybe I'm lying. Because, well, I would do, wouldn't I? If I were good at lying, I wouldn't tell you I'm good at lying. It would make it harder for me to get away with lies, therefore I'd be less good at lying. Whereas if I was good at lying, I'd say, I'm not very good at lying. So you don't spot the lies, and that makes me good at lying. Has that cleared that up? Did that help? The only radio show that needs a flip chart. Um, another third believe that we are good at putting on a poker face and fooling other people. But 42% of us say that they were good at spotting someone lying. Now you're talking. Because I'm filled with empathy for various reasons based on my childhood. I'm really good at telling if someone's lying or not. More in person because I think I'm good at micro gestures, but we could do this on the show today. If you think you can sneak a lie past me, try it. I, I'll catch him left, right and centre. I'm really, really good at lying. Which is... I'm good at... No, hang on, I got that wrong. I'm not good at lying. Whoops. I'm good at spotting people who lie. And I listen back to this show and that makes... I spot my own ones, trust me. So if you want to try and sneak a lie past me, you can have a go at that. You can tweet at time1075 underscore FM. Let's see what you can do. It's time 10... Actually, I do think you'll be very good at it. I was lying. Oh. Um, there's good news if you're trying to find a date, if you're trying to appeal to the... If you're a bloke and you're trying to appeal to the ladies. 
according to a bit of research, women can't resist men with small... Wait for it. Place your bets. Dogs. You didn't guess that, did you? Yeah, women can't resist men with small dogs. Men who go walkies with pets such as chihuahuas, cavapoos, dachshunds and pugs are irresistible to the opposite sex, apparently. Now, this is not applicable to me. Now I'm all spoken for, but back in my day when I was uh, dating... I don't understand how this... I know, hey, I know how ladies think. Come on. I... What, what was the type of dog that Ethel had uh, in EastEnders? That one. I used to pretend that I had one of those. And I went on dating sites saying, you know, join me for a walk with my little Willie and uh, didn't really didn't really appeal to me. Maybe I got the wrong dog. I know. But anyway, the, the theory is that the size... Basically, if you've got a dog, women find you more attractive men. But if you have a small dog, because you look bigger in comparison, then they find you more attractive, is the theory. Why not just have a dog that you keep very far away? Use perspective, and that'll help you out, won't it? That's, that's one way of doing it, anyway. So next time you go on a dating site, lads, lads, um, offer the opportunity for them to see your, uh, your schnauzer. Your miniature schnauzer. That should work, shouldn't it? So what we've got going, a couple of things. You're trying to sneak lies past me. Donna says, is this a lie or not? I think that you are the funniest man on radio. Well, it depends what you mean by funny. So I'd probably take it as true. Keep those going. And I think it's time this show launched a new thread. We need to be paying attention to seagulls. In the news, seagulls are getting bigger and more vicious, leaving bin men in fear. Bin, they're after our bin men. First they came for our bin men and I said nothing, because they're bin men. I didn't even notice they're up early. Um, the winged menaces have been carrying out bolder attacks, according to refuse collectors. Staff members are being forced to wear hard hats and run for their lives, is the quote in this thing. So maybe, and I think it's because they are getting bigger. Not the bin men, well, some of them, but the, the seagulls. And I don't know why they're managing to grow so huge, but have you seen have you seen a seagull recently? Yeah, they're pretty they're pretty tasty. They look they can look after themselves, and there is a risk. So I think what we need to do is keep an eye on how often these things are in the news, because there's always stories about seagulls attacking. We need to document it on this show and come up with a, a theory. Wearing a hard hat is no it's no solution, is it? But also. I remember reading that seagulls are more likely to attack those of us who are bald because they think we look like one of their eggs. I'm not sure if that second bit's true. No, it's all right for you. You'd only get scratched. Me with this lack of hair. They'd pick me up and take me to a nest and sit on me. And that's, well, it's not all bad, but it's not, not exactly what I'm into. But So anyway, keep an eye out for any seagull news, whatever you spot. Send it my way. We're doing Seagull Watch. You may have spotted this story, have we mentioned it, about Donald Trump? You know how his home was raided by the FBI? And according to Donald Trump, they took three of his passports. And no one, everyone reads that and thinks, eh, three passports. There's a thing in The Poke, which is like a, a website that used one of my tweets about it. It is an interesting question. Now, in, apparently, one was expired, one's his normal one, and then you get a presidential passport. Because for a while, a lot of us saw that and thought, He's confused his Cineworld pass, and he reckons he's got enough passport. But we've got some comments on it from online. Um, Darren says uh, that'd be North Korean, Russian, and American passports. Thank you for that. Dale says uh, it's a Subway club card. Two more subs, and he gets a free 12-inch. 
the that actually didn't come across as rude as you intended. I was thinking about the songs, you know. Um, and then uh, Lee says, yeah, joking aside, one was expired, the second was a regular one, uh, the third was a presidential passport, or maybe one was a pet passport for the uh, <laughs> the chinchilla that's on his head. That's just rude. But anyway, we're up to date now. Now we know what it is. Although I did like the comment I saw online that said, no, the FBI, they've not nicked your passports. They've seized them, and it's very different. Uh. 42% of us think that we can spot lies. Okay, let's see if you've got any lies that you reckon you can sneak past me. Got a long message because the reveal's down the bottom. So John says, uh, was this true or not? Have a look. When we were young kids, we were on holiday in Walton-on-the-Nays. My mum said to my dad, let's take the kids to Frinton to show them where I worked as a young girl. So he did. We drove down Frinton High Street. The road blew up. Uh, it was Dad stopped the car just in time or we would have ended up in a hole. Um, plus every manhole and drain down the street blew up. It turned out to be a gas leak in the sewer. Is that true or not? Because John does make stuff up. No, he's got a problem. I reckon he's got a problem. I think you're lying. I don't... Mm. So the way to tell if people are lying in speech, apparently, is in text, is if they use I quite a lot, they're honest. I worked... You don't use it often, but I'm... I'm going to say true. Let's scroll down. <laughs> Correct. It really happened. Some beep walked down the street, smelt gas, and decided to look down a drain using a lighter. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I spotted that one. I'm good at this uh, spotting lies lot, which is really upsetting when people try and pay you a compliment and you know it's not true. I don't really do entertainment news, though, because I don't need to. We've got a man who can sort it for us, a man who knows what he's talking about on such matters. It's Larry. Hello. Hey, Stevie. Larry, good to hear from you. What have you got for us today? TV host Rylan was scared when a snake came into his home. He was on X Factor, wasn't he? So? Well, he's worked with Simon Cowell, so it must have been useful, some sort of preparation. But it was scary, Stevie. He posted about it on Instagram. Hang on. He lives in Essex, doesn't he? Does that mean I might be under the same risk of attack? Oh, so you only care when it might affect you. Yep, pretty much. It was thought to be a grass snake, which are non-venomous. Oh, that's all right then. On his Instagram story, Ryland could be heard saying, I went to touch it, but now it's moving. And I feel sorry for whoever watched that clip in public, because anyone overhearing it would not think it was about a snake. Totally. Yeah. Listen, thanks for the update. We'll speak soon. OK, toodles. Wrapping up a show that's all been about lying, got a message from Paul saying, uh, I don't lie when my missus asked if she looks good in an outfit. I always just say to her, it looks better on you than it did on me. <laughs> and that's your podcast done. You've, you've achieved something in life, even if nothing else. And that's a low bar, but you've at least listened to a podcast. Subscribe to where you found it. Tweet me at Mr. Stephen Allen. And that's about it. That's all you need to do. God, if you did that, you would have achieved three things. Man alive, you've improved. It's not true what they say about you. Anyway, till next time. Bye.